Welcome to Consistently Great Performance with author, speaker, and CEO, Jim Robinson. Welcome back to the show. As always, we are continuing uh, to talk about leadership and what's going on with that and team dynamics. And who better than to help us out with that than Jim Robinson? Hey, buddy. Hey. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm I'm excited to be on this. Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Let's ready. Now we work really hard all day long uh, as leaders to build our teams up, but sometimes you gotta prune the team. And I know no one really likes to get into this, but uh, I did see a great quote. That I think we'll start this off from Emerson Sparks, um, from uh, Sparks Media. It was in the Business Insider. And it says, no leader has ever fired an employee and then said to themselves, I wish I would have waited six months before firing that person. If you're spending a significant amount of time considering this option, it means you should have already fired them. We're biologically programmed to avoid conflict. So we rationalize poor performance for far longer than we should. No more excuses. I like that. I think that's smart. I think that's a, that's a good. What do you? What's your take on that? I disagree with it. I disagree with the part about I have never fired uh-huh. somebody and then said, you know, geez, I should have waited a couple more months because I've done that. I've released people and then I've recognized that I'm the problem. They were not. And so I've had those conversations. So I would disagree with that comment as a, you know, a vague, you know, just a very general comment. Uh, they need some clarity added to that because I can tell you that my tenure of uh, employing th- over thousands of people at this point, it's I've had those moments where I cut them loose out of frustration. Frustration is developed because of my own opinion of what I'm experiencing, not them. It's my weaknesses. And being able to see that or recognize that too late after you've made a turn, you know, a, a termination of somebody and you're like, geez, why did I do that? Uh, so that's happened to me for sure. Uh, and I'm sure it's happened to some of our listeners. It's sometimes there's lack of ownership in this. And they come up with these great phrases that everyone in the world is going to sign on to. I'm not that guy. So it's uh, I speak from the heart. I speak from experience. And I'm telling you that I've had those conversations with myself. Why did you do that? Because sometimes you can also hold them for another couple of months until we build and get better, that we can make a better leader of us to lead and guide those people to help them get better. It's really in a management management choice. So, yes, that's happened. I've, uh, I think we should wait sometimes. All right, Jim. Well, that makes sense, and I understand what you're saying. How, for me, how do you tell the difference between an employee who needs more coaching and an employee who needs to be let go? Uh, well, that's pretty straightforward. If your KRAs, KPIs, whatever you term them, is being challenged or not met, that's a person that needs to be coached. And as leaders, we have a responsibility to do that. We, we're basically taking an oath when we hire somebody. That we will, we're saying we're going to continue to rise up so we can support you and be the best we can be to help you be the best you can be. That's our job as leaders and managers. It's not just to, to get, you know, the widget across the line. It's to do that with the entire team. 
So sometimes you have to go through the process. We do it monthly. We evaluate to empl- the employees on a regular basis, skill set and motivation. Where are we at? What needs to be trained? And how do we be better leaders? How do we become better leaders to help them get from A to B, B to C, and so on? So as you assess, if we agreed to hire these people, which we did, and that's why they're working for us. If we agreed to that, we also agreed to do everything we can to help grow them, support them, and give them a place that they could call home uh, in their career. And that's that's my philosophy it has been since I started business in 1985. It's literally, I'm trying to provide them a, a, a good, challenging place. It's not that there's going to be discomfort and frustration from time to time, but there is at home, there is wherever you go. Um, but being a leader to lead them through those times, I always say, I'll put a knee brace when your knee gets weak. I'll give you a crutch when you don't think you can walk. It's I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to help you struggle through those times. And that's me as a leader. That's what I have to do. That's my obligation, my moral responsibility. That's how I see it. For leads out there that are listening, like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. There's got to be a point where you go, okay, it's time for us to part ways. For you, what is that? Where, Where do you see that at? Typically, when we've gone through the KRAs, we call them KRAs, but when we go through your key result areas and we assess and we sit down and we do a PIP, a performance improvement plan, we define in that plan what are the next steps. And in that defining moment is when we're saying, we need you to do this and I'm going to do this for you. So it's a two-way street. We have to coach them through that process. We have to hold them accountable. We have to put a timestamp on everything. Everything gets a number. So I'm going to check in with you on Friday. I'm going to check in you next Friday. I'm going to check, you know, the following Friday. We're going to watch and monitor this for the next 30 days or 60 days, whatever that is. And here's your responsibility in doing this. And then you have them repeat this. This is how I do it. But I I say, I haven't been doing well. And here's the problems we're experiencing because I've not led you well. Can I get a, a new level of commitment from you? Are you prepared to do that? And they inevitably say yes. And then you do a check-in. And at that check-in, it's important to tell them, I don't think it's working or it's perfect. This is great. We're on a great trajectory uh, that we're going to do really well. And we're going to recover. We're going to do some amazing things together. Or Johnny, Mary, Susie, whoever that is, hey, there's a problem. We're not turning the corner. At what point do you feel it would be great for us to separate? Because I'm not going to be able to lead you any longer. And it's I always do it in taking full responsibility for the failure. I never put it on the employee because I truly believe that in my heart of hearts, I did fail them. I committed to bringing them on. I committed to making sure I could lead them, making sure they'd have a position to stay in. And if I failed at that, that's my responsibility. And I should assume that responsibility as a leader. That's how I see it. Awesome, Jim. Great input. Thank you for that. That, that totally makes sense. What tips can you give new leaders are approaching firing for the first time? Well, good luck. Um, it's it's extremely challenging in today's environment, of course, because uh, everybody is easily offended. I mean, society as a whole is really troubled. 
Um, and so they take things very personal when they're really not. And in business, it's just business. Even though we tend to make it personal and we tend to feel like it's in a personal experience, it's really a career experience or a career, you know, endeavor. It's important that you kind of uh, go through a process. As a leader, as we mentioned earlier, it's really important that you go through the process, one, to say, I've done absolutely everything I possibly can as a leader, and I'm just not going to make it work. And then have the, have that, you know, that candid conversation that we're, it's time for us to separate. And I apologize. Inevitably, I always do this. But I'm like, I, I'm really sorry I failed you. I committed to giving you a good place to work, and, and I've not done that. And I take full responsibility, but I want to no longer hold you back. And so I've had those conversations and they suck as a leader because you really feel like you're empowered to do good things. And, but you, you can't get it right a hundred percent of the time. And when you don't, you just have to take full ownership of that. You have to own whatever that is. And it's, it's me as a leader. And I tell my managers this, and I, I drive my managers nuts sometimes because I'm like, this is on us, man. We, we keep blaming the people in the field and it's not them. Well, it's us internally. We got to rise up so we lead better, do better, get inventory right, get you know scheduling right, NTEs right, whatever it is. That's a that's an us thing. That's an internal component to that. So, if you have to terminate somebody, take full responsibility in that process. Here's what I did wrong. I'm sorry. How can I support you on the exit?